0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Rangers put four past Mitchelland in Denmark before signing winger Brandon Barker. Neil Lennon says Celtic will add players but must move some on after Kieran Tierney's departure and a difficult week for Partick Thistle ends at home to Dundee United tonight. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me is Fraser Wishart and Hugh Keevans. Any Scottish side who scores four goals away from home in a European tie is to be congratulated unreservedly. Any academy player who turns himself into a £25 million signing is to be marvelled at and applauded unreservedly. So, well done Rangers and Kieran Tierney. No negativity required. Credit where it's due. Now, seconds out round two of the league fixture list from high noon tomorrow until Sunday evening it'll be compelling entertainment from North Lancashire to the south side of Glasgow this season shows a lot of promise Fraser it does and it's been a brilliant start I enjoyed my game last weekend and, and I think you're absolutely spot on Hugh we should be celebrating the achievements of our clubs two terrific away results for the for the old firm and uh, Kieran Tierney from, from nothing four years ago to £25 million player Scottish football is quite often kicked in the teeth and because Quite often get on top of it because of some poor results in Europe in recent years, but uh, we should celebrate uh, what's what's going on this week. Yeah. And I think both of them certainly uh, Rangers are pretty well through, but I think Celtic will do the job at Celtic Park as well. Yeah, I it, think so. It's just a bit of a shame Aberdeen couldn't quite um, well, join them, but you never know; it could be done. Just a bit of a uh, bit yeah. of work still to be done there. Tall order against the Croatian side, but Aberdeen have risen to the challenge before, uh, so I am not declaring them out yet. Yeah, and the crazy thing about this time of the season, Hugh, that you know the season starts back and it's it's busier than ever because you've not only got the return of the domestic football, you've got these vital qualification games. You've also yeah. got the transfer window and things like you know the Kieran Tierney situation or you know high profile pursuits of players coming into our game. Yeah, uh, as I said to Fraser, it does show a lot of promise. There's excitement everywhere you look. Uh, Celtic obviously They were cash rich to begin with Now they've got the Kieran Tierney money They're a heartbeat away From the Champions League money uh, You have to be looking at Celtic Making further signings Between now and the end of the window Well we are going to hear from Neil Lennon On Kieran Tierney's departure And his hopes for the rest of the window Let's start with last night's game in Denmark Though Stephen Gerrard says The performance was close to perfection what did you make of it Rangers fans? Tell us right now 01419511025 The manager was proud of his players on what could have been a difficult night but says they'll be keeping their feet firmly on the ground Yeah we're obviously very happy um, thought the players were fantastic certainly deserved the win was very proud of the performance so yeah it's a very good atmosphere around the place today It was a very difficult place to go because they're a, they're a big physical team it's been well documented over the years the set piece threat that they carry so there was many different challenges that were through at the players last night but I thought they carried the game plan out extremely well close to perfection really we had a bit of a wobble for five minutes where we conceded a couple of goals but even a 3-2 I think I think I've seen a different side of the team a maturity to not feel sorry for ourselves and go again and I said before the game we wanted to be brave and bold the way we play and not just go and be in a medium block to watch the opposition to, to really pounce when we see our opportunities and to a man the players were fantastic but uh, no one's feet should come off the ground at this place until we see trophies sees real success so if I see any individuals or a group of players that are getting ahead of themselves they'll be told straight 
Close to perfection Says Stephen Gerrard Rangers fans What did you make of it? What impressed you the most? Let us know 0141 951 1025 Hugh You said at the top of the show Any Scottish team Which goes abroad in Europe And scores four oh. You know d- Deserves all the praise in the world But there was probably more to it Than that as well As Stephen Gerrard mentions um, Dealing with the The threat from Mitchell And the quality yeah. Of the goals that Rangers scored as well And of course Not wobbling When, when they could have I think also it's testimony to the strength and depth that Steven Gerrard has now. He made four changes from the side who got past Kilmarnock, just got past Kilmarnock in the league, and the four changes made Rangers better. That, to me, says that there's strength and depth there, and he, the manager, and the Rangers supporters should be happy about that. It's also, I, I think he made a big decision by leaving out Stephen Davis, who I thought was terrific. On Sunday and will be one of the key players But uh, he's shown Jermaine Defoe still on the substitutes bench as well He's shown he's going to make the big decisions He's not going to be swayed by big names He's going to pick the best team for, for each individual game And, and other than two goals Which are a wee bit sloppy uh, by Rangers Maybe just uh, t- took the, their eye off it A wee bit lack of concentration when they went to three up You know, Other than that, it was a terrific performance They, like they were strong, they were powerful Hugh, yeah. They defended well, they looked a threat And I think Rangers... I actually look a better team when teams come on to them and it gives them space to hit on the break with the pace they've got in the team. Terrific. I like that phrase from Stephen Gerrard, no one's feet are coming off the ground. I'll have to steal that one day and claim it as my own. Uh, but that's that's sensible talk because they were lacklustre against Kilmarnock and they got there with the, the help of a belated goal from Connor Goldson but didn't play well. Last night they really played well. Having made four changes And the four changes Strengthened the side That shows you've got a lot In reserve 0141 Let's hear from you What did you make of the game last night? John is a Rangers fan First up How impressed were you John? Absolutely outstanding You know what I mean? But don't get my, don't get my head Above ourselves You know what I mean? That team was for the first Until we scored Our physical was in And we, we played well But Morelos is outstanding He's unselfishness For two of the goals Plus he's header Outstanding Jones had my reservations But man What a shift he put in last night And You've got to take credit But As what you say They left Davis out I don't agree with you on Sunday Sunday wasn't outstanding But Kamarnock never came out to play Kamarnock came out to play We've seen a bit of difference But we go over a line Which is something We haven't done for a few years Are getting over a line And Even though it took to the 90th minute And the 16th minute I don't care as long as we win and it's not mean you've got to get credit but Sunday's a different game let's move on John how encouraging was what you saw from Alfredo Morelos not only because it was a good performance but also with this transfer window down south closing um, it certainly doesn't look well he won't be going to England it doesn't look like he'll be going anywhere else and if there were any question marks over how committed he is to playing in a Rangers shirt well he, he certainly answered them last night didn't he? It didn't have no, I mean you seen the tackle in the first half, he was chasing back. No, I mean he's uh, maybe a learnt for Sunday because he switched off at a goal against Kilmarnock here and he switched off. But he's chasing back, he still get booked, but no, I mean the treatment he was getting last night sometimes, no, I mean they were as physical as him to get out. No, I mean the ref the ref, the ref tried to let the game flow. But we are we're near our match and even gave us it for Kamara. But remember he still got Docker to come in there as well. So there's players, aye, and see your centre halves. We've got one at three and a half million sitting on the bench, or no there. And Edmondson, it, it just begs to believe the, the, the team that he's put together. Just to go I back mean, to what you said uh, about Jordan Jones, you know, you said that he put in a shift. 
that's what you'll have to do now. Because you've said yourself, John, there are plenty of people in reserve. So if you don't put in a shift, you won't be playing. Uh, John, probably, well, fair play to John for admitting it. I don't think he'll be alone, having looked at Jordan Jones and thought, I, I don't know, is he the level to to, to take Rangers on, on to where they want to be? And of course, you're not going to base anything on one game, yeah. Fraser, but to come into an, an occasion like that last night and perform the way he did... I'm sure that will fill Stephen Gerrard and the Rangers fans with a lot of optimism. Absolutely, and, and you know you might think Jordan Jones doesn't play on Sunday. There's so many options that uh, Stephen Gerrard can play in so many different ways, and, and Jones does tend to play wider. But uh, last weekend, the players like Ojo and Arfield, who were, who were forward players, they're they're playing uh, slightly narrower. So it depends on how Stephen Gerrard wants to play. You know, he's got Greg Stewart, he's got Hasty, signed Brandon Barker uh, today as well in those wider areas. He's got players up front, so there's options now that I don't think were there for. for lo- Large parts Lord of last Flanagan. season. Flanagan, great, aye, great. I mean, he comes in, comes in and does well, John. No, that's, his his competition. that's his first game. Yeah. Yeah, well. I mean, if you think about it, that's Flanagan's first game. And I'll tell you what, he's not, he's not a left back, but I'll tell you what, it's hard, he's physical, and do you know what I mean? And it's what you see, somebody's commented on, I like Tavenier got up because he's that. And um, you've got to say, I mean, hey. Are those the perfect occasions for him, John? Because. There's perhaps not the same onus on having both your fullbacks bombing up all the time, and you know, in the same way there might be in a, a Scottish Premiership match. So, are those the type of games that, that suit John Flanagan? He just sits in there, not I mean, he does his job. But see, if you watch Flanagan even in the Scottish games, Flanagan got up. Right? I seen last year, Flanagan was in the box before Tavernier at one point. So, listen, it's only one game. We started, we started well. We're, we look good. Let's keep it going. Because the points is what you or somebody pointed out. We trap in fifteen games. We trap points last year. We cannot afford to do that anymore. Yeah, I mean, Hugh. The other thing you start to look at early season, you obviously look at sort of footballing ability and 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 what happens with the way your team performs. But you start to look at the team's character, their mentality. Oh. So at the weekend, it was okay, not at our best, but one ugly last night. You you look like you're going to chuck away a three goal lead. It, it might be easy to. To lose your nerve a little bit But they compose themselves Go on and score a fourth Again I could repeat this all night long it, It's very early in the season Yeah But the early signs Would would be encouraging On that yeah. regard Yeah but to be fair This wasn't Rangers going to San Marino Or somewhere To play someone who's just European cannon fodder This is a Danish side A Danish side able to spend Decent money on players And Rangers have scored four times and they have survived the wobble And they have shown the character and resilience That they showed at Kilmarnock When uh, Stephen O'Donnell equalised late on And John the caller is correct Last season They were left two points behind in Ayrshire This season they did not And now they've gone abroad And there was a time When we And I mean all Scottish clubs in Europe Used to travel with a certain level of trepidation You were never ever sure about anything But Four goals away from mm. home Fair play John what do you make of Brandon Barker Quickly before we let you go Well he's another one that, uh, You watch him at Hibs He's got some amount of pace And some amount of ability But where are we going No I mean it's, uh, he, I, I'm no I'm, I'll be saying What I said My jury's out on him But he, he can fair run can't he He absolutely can uh, He has signed a three year deal today Stephen Gerrard says He's the type of player They've been looking for He also says Glenn Middleton has chosen To join Hibs on loan Instead of NEC Breda And the loan offers They've had for Eros Gresda Haven't been good enough so far Well it's the type of player We've been 
looking for. Last year at times I didn't feel we had enough in the final third in certain areas. So the idea this year was to, to build a squad with exciting players in the final third who can open the door in different ways. I wanted to have everything in our repertoire, if you like, over the course of a season where we've got enough answers in the final third. Glenn Middleton has decided he wants to go to Hibs on loan, so that'll happen after the weekend. Um, he's going to go and get some experience and play regular football. He was really close to going over to Holland and then last minute uh, Hibs have shown an interest that he's looked into himself and he's decided that he wants to go and pursue that. Uh, we've had some loan uh, approaches um, but at the moment the numbers don't suit the club um, but yeah he's got two or three loan opportunities that are brewing so that's a maybe where we sit here right now. Uh, so, Brandon Barker, Fraser, um, Stephen Gerrard talking about wanting different type of options. Uh, you have to imagine he just falls into the pure pace category because when we saw him at Hibs, he was an absolute flying machine. Yeah, and he's a young lad. I think Mark Allen probably knows him from his Man City days and uh, he, he did impress at times when he was at Hibs. I think the type of player he is and obviously when he's young as well, you do get inconsistency from him. But uh, all the tools are there and when he puts it together and it all clicks... He's a very difficult man to stop. It's not just about pace. I mean, he's very direct, but he's he's, he's also somebody who can who can show a trick or two as well. At Hibs, he was inconsistent, but if you're getting him in a free transfer and it won't be massive wages for a young young lad like that, it's worth a, worth a go to take somebody in with all that potential and all the tools are there. And if you can help guide him and just get him more consistent and get him to become a better player, then he could end up being a, being a good signing. And if nothing else, again, it may be off the bench. It's an option, especially away from home in big games when teams are coming on to them. And I said earlier, that's where I feel Rangers are at their best, when there's space for them to run into. They have struggled over the last 18 months, even in, even in Sunday against Kilmarnock, when teams are well organised, well drilled and disciplined and they sit in. That's where Rangers have struggled mm. over the last, last last year or so. So for me, a, a good signing and, and he'll, he'll, give, he'll give options and, and I think become a better player. Andrew is also a Rangers fan on the line. Andrew, what do you make of that signing of Brandon Barker today? Hello. Hi, we've got you, Andrew. Can you hear us? Hi, fine. Good. Uh, I, I think it's amazing for Scottish football for the signings that any club's made, Rangers and Celtic. Uh, I just feel as though that I think my point tonight was I think that the the transfer market has went a wee bit kind of crazy with the money that people are getting for the players. I'm not saying the players aren't good enough players, but £25 million for Tierney, I think that's great. But over the world, I think just the transfer market has just gone, it's just went mental. Yeah, Everybody's I mean, just yeah, you're... 50s and £20 million pounds all other shot. Andrew yeah. is right, Fraser and, and yeah. Hugh. You, it, but we're, we're just seeing the knock-on effects of that. We, we yeah. still can't pay those fees, but... You know, was it? You'd probably say the Neymar deal was one of the first that really, you know, really made people go, oh, "Hold on, you know, things have changed here." Then English Premier League's new television deal took things up a notch. And yeah, I mean, there are players going for twenty million pounds down south now that you've never heard of, <laughs> never heard of, and they're going for twenty million pounds. Uh, so there's a certain level of obscenity attached to the English transfer market, and indeed the ones further away from there, uh, but. For Tierney, uh, it's magnificent money for Celtic and it's a magnificent story. We can't pull anything back. Television money down south has created that kind of wealth and the wealth is now being distributed. Andrew, do you remember much from Brandon Barker's time at Hibs or are you just going to wait and see what he can do in a Rangers jersey? Uh, I think 
any new player that comes in, your reserve judgment. You know, they can have a good, they can play well for any team they've been with, but come at a different setup, different, different players, different positions, different roles. You know, so anything could really happen. You know, he could turn out a superstar. You know, but and he could turn out, mm. you know, he could be away next year. Who knows? Next couple of years, back out in loan. I don't know. Yeah, I mean Fraser. I suppose the other thing for Rangers would just be. Simply a numbers game Just trying to get the, the blend right We know that Listening to Steven Gerrard Eros Grez does not really Part of that But still you know Ojo brought in yeah. In the summer Jake Hasty brought in the summer Jordan Jones brought in the summer Now Brandon Barker They're all wingers Scott Arfield has been Occupying one of those Advanced sort of Midfield roles yeah. as well Jamie yeah. Murphy still to come back So you know Try and blend them all In the right <laughs> way Greg Stewart Another, yeah. another one yeah. You've got uh, Morelos and, and Defoe's kind of the main, the main strikers. I don't think Brandon Barker is bought as, a, as an instant starter. I think he's still bought somebody who can develop. I think uh, his last competitive game was actually March. He missed the end of last season yeah. as well. Didn't. Yeah. I, in fact, he's he's twenty two, and I think he's got twenty four league starts in his career. So he actually, this is a chance for him to to kickstart well, himself. Lo, lo, really, loans are great in a, in a sense of younger lads. And he was twenty when he when he came to Hibs. But you get to twenty two, you've got to be playing regular football. Mm. And sometimes when you take away the comfort zone of the loan, because you know if you, if you're not don't play well in loan to Hibs or wherever. You can go back to Man City And you've got a contract there But see when you've actually Signed a contract with a club I think 21-22 You need to get out of the comfort zone And go and play So I don't think he's an instant starter But he's an option And if Rangers can make him Into a more consistent Better player Then, then they've got a good one in their hands We are heaping praise On Rangers and Celtic For their European work so far And justifiably so But the reason why The transfer market Is becoming more and more interesting Where the two of them are concerned Is because of a certain domestic issue (laughs) And that the the market Is three weeks away from closing So there'll be more And more coming in At Celtic for sure That's because we've got The championship To end all championships Big thank you to Andrew and Locke Gilped A Rangers fan on the line Kieran Tierney the sale of him yesterday, the biggest fee our game has ever received by a mile. And as you would expect, uh, a reaction to match. We're going to get Neil Lennon's verdict after the travel with Amber. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Road Accident Solicitors. The compensation you deserve when you've been sidelined. Talk to Thompson's.com. Hugh Evans and Fraser Wishart are here It's 0141 in the phones And on Twitter it is at Clyde SSB Loads of Rangers fans getting in touch To give us their reaction to last night Josh says uh, Tweeted in a couple of weeks ago Saying you don't win leagues with Jordan Jones on the wing Fair play to the lad He's on his way to proving me wrong He was simply outstanding last night And uh, Gio says Easily the best away result in recent seasons From a Scottish side Make no mistake they're no mugs Man United learned that A few years ago If we hold on to Tavernier And Morelos I'll be happy Massive performance Last night uh, Let's hear a bit from Neil Lennon Celtic fans I'm pretty sure There's still a lot more To come from you With regards to Reacting to Kieran Tierney's departure And What next for Celtic what, You know What happens to the money Well Neil Lennon says He can understand Some of the frustration And hurt uh, But he says Top players move on And Tierney Is no different I can understand their point of view because they're Celtic fans and and they see the only thing they see is Celtic and with Kieran being such a a fervent supporter of the club that made find it you know difficult to comprehend why he would want to leave Celtic. But um, you know as he's alluded to himself, you know he's had a great time of it here and he's probably achieved everything that he's wanted to achieve and he's just accepting a new challenge and a professional challenge as well as a a personal challenge in his life as well and. It's understandable. It's it's going to hurt us because we're losing a very good player. But um, 
these things, you know, crop up now and again in football. You know, all teams sell good players eventually, and and Kieran's no different in that regard. His ambition was to go. You know, once you know, Arsenal really, you know, showed their interest. You're trying to keep him, you know, calm, and you're trying to keep him here mentally. But the other side of it was, you know, it was an opportunity that he was probably thinking about almost on a daily basis. What do you make of that then? Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If he wanted to leave Celtic, that doesn't make him a bad person. He just wanted to take his career in a different direction, a different, more profitable direction. He'll make the best part of £20 million. I know that's not his be-all and end-all, but surely Celtic as a club understand that Kieran Tierney, product of their academy, has just made them £25 million. That is to be marvelled over. And the supporters have to understand that those who say, I would have played for Celtic for nothing, take nothing to the bank and try and deposit it. So anyone who's critical of Kieran Tierney is out of order. Agree, totally. Uh, There's only one negative in in this whole thing, and that is that Celtic, no matter what, no matter who they bring in, will be weaker at left back because he's been a terrific player for for years. He's uh, the treble treble. He's won the Young Player of the Year three times in a row. He's captained these clubs, captained Celtic. And for Celtic, it's a fantastic deal for somebody nobody really heard of four four years ago. So, good luck to him. He's he's a good lad, and uh, an ordinary bloke, young lad from a good background in Scotland is going to make himself extremely wealthy. But also at twenty two, what a career he can have! Look at Andy Robertson. You know, Champions League winner. Kieran Tierney has all the tools again, and he can go as, as high as he wants in the game. And to play with Arsenal, one of the big six in the in the, the biggest league in the world, good luck to him. And well done, Celtic. Twenty five million is fantastic. John is a Celtic fan Just along the road there In Clyde Bank What's on your mind tonight John? Hi evening guys How are you doing? Yeah, right. good, thanks um, I, th- I thought I'd stick my oar in In the Kieran Tierney um, Situation Go for it Kieran Tierney Deserves everything that he got I.e. His big move to Arsenal He's moving into a bigger league Top 6 club Probably one of the top 10 clubs In the world What, that, what, what does that prove? That proved That the Celtic Academy Worked it worked or not, and that fee alone, when Kieran Tierney has now paid for the Celtic Academy, and it proved that it worked with one player. But there's also been good Celtic players that have come through that academy: Forrest, McGregor, um, Henderson, and, and Dylan McGeoch. There's, there's loads. But Kieran Tierney is now at the pinnacle of that that academy, and absolutely paid for it just in that transfer. He has done everything that he can possibly do to win in Scotland, right? And, and his f- short four seasons at Celtic Park. And, and anyone who doesn't want him to move on to the bigger league, because it is a bigger league and we're next door and it's a sin, but it dwarfs us. It is a thousand million times bigger than our league financially, globally, because of sk- the sky money. That's all what... So... Let him go. Let him go with all our praises. He's done great. He's done brilliant. What it proved as well is the coaching staff and the management got it right with Kieran Tierney. And in just one player, he wiped out the debt of our academy. He paid for it in himself. And Hugh well, Keevans, you really should take this opportunity to praise your old pal Ronnie Dylan, the man who gave yes. him his chance. This, yes. We might not be having this conversation if it wasn't for him. I remember the day that Kieran Tierney made his debut and I was standing here in this studio saying, it's great to see a young Scottish player getting his chance like that. 
at a club as big as Celtic because it doesn't happen every day of the week. So yes, Ronnie Dyla, in a sense, discovered Kieran Tierney, and Kieran Tierney won eight of the nine trophies that Celtic won under Brendan Rodgers and uh, Neil Lennon. So I cannot disagree with a word that John has said. The other side of the coin now is that Neil Lennon having said that the loss of Kieran Tierney is a major loss to Celtic, the club now must take steps and Fraser's right, you cannot replicate Kieran Tierney, but you can take steps to get in quality players, not just in the fullback positions, but other areas of Celtic need examined as well. So they have the money, now they must make a percentage of that money work. Fraser, what do you make of John's point there about the, the sort of academy model and this being proof that it works? I agree totally, and it's proof that if you give young guys a chance, no matter which club you're at, I've always said we I don't think that Scotland all of a sudden just didn't produce young players, but for so many years, uh, roads and pathways to the first team were blocked, and Celtic were part of that You know, a number of years ago, but in, in the last five to ten years, you look at the quality of players that come through, and young Mikey Johnson is beginning to make a name for himself, and looks as if you know he's going to be a smashing player, and again, probably down to him, and, and the breaks that he will get as to how high he can go as, as, as well. And and I think Celtic's model, you know, although fans you know criticise the club for letting Tierney go and Dembele last year, it's helped raise the profile and raise the transfer fees of all players in Scottish football. David Turnbull was three million. You know, Norwich were interested in him for three million after you know less than a season in Scottish football. A few years ago, it was offered a three hundred thousand for our players, but Wanyama, Van Dyke, these kind of guys coming and coming to Scotland as well as the Scottish players like Tierney and and Roberts and others are actually raising the profile of the Scottish game and they're raising transfer fees. Scott McKenna might be six, seven million pounds now. That was unheard of mm. a number of years ago. So it's all good. And uh, I think the vast, vast majority of Celtic supporters will wish Kieran Tierney all the best. He, if he wasn't playing for Celtic, would be standing amongst them. That's genuinely the case. And uh, I'm delighted for the lad and I hope he goes on to have a, an even better career than he's had already. John and Clyde Bank, we thank you for the call. Neil Lennon is now turning his attentions to what happens next. It was a record fee, of course, £25 million. Lennon, though, was telling fans not to expect to see all of that going straight back into the transfer kitty. It makes things a little bit easier, you know, in terms of maybe... Pushing the boat out a little bit more, but you know we're not going to start breaking transfer records and you know spending money silly. Um, we've got protected targets in mind, and we're we're working away on that to see if we can get deals done sooner rather than later. Our fans are, are pretty sort of intelligent, and they know that we're not going to go out there and find the next Kieran Tierney overnight. You know we will try and find a player who can come in and play the position as 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 well as we want them to, you know, we like attacking fullbacks. You know, Bolly's a work in progress at the minute. We're pleased with, you know, some of his play that he still needs a bit of work, a bit of polishing off, which is fine. But we're delighted with him in the building, and we will look to add another one to that. Neil Lennon also putting a focus, Hugh, on moving players out um, mm. this window now. You look at the the players. Let, let's look at the ones that are complete outcasts at the moment, if you like. Um, and I know there's, there've been injuries and whatever else, but Kouassi would have to be one. Yep. Jack Hendry would yep. be another. Anthony Ralston 
kind of looks like that at times. You kind of not, flip, not going to be a Celtic first team player. Um, you've you've then got sort of promising youngsters on the fringes. I don't know the likes of of you and Henderson. You take take even their, their wingers, for instance. Now Scott Sinclair didn't leave last night, as you know. James Forrest, uh, Lewis Morgan, Mikey Johnson, Scott Sinclair, Marion Shved, Johnny Hayes. Daniel Arzani still to come back Karamoko Dembele Presumably is now at an age Where he, yeah, he can contribute so To the yeah. first team Yeah So there are clearly Areas of, of the team Which need trimmed £12 million Was spent on three players El Hamed Looks a decent player Although Likely to miss tomorrow's game Because of injury uh, Julian At £7 million You have to assume That Celtic's second Most expensive player In their history Is worth the money Volleyball and golly falls into a different category. In two European matches against Sarajevo uh, and in midweek, he has looked a worry in defence. Neil Lennon can't have worries in defence. So you'll need to look at that area of the side. There is an obligation on the part of the club to reinvest some of the Kieran Tierney money. And there's the question, Fraser. Stevens tweeted in and said, Neil Lennon said, more players need to move on before we make more signings. If those players are Hendry, Hayes, Morgan, fair enough. But if it's more quality like Cham, Rogic or Sinclair, then you have to question the ambition of the money men at Celtic Park, says Stephen on Twitter. Where are they going to go though? The English window's closed and that's the obvious market for any player to, to be going to. You know, Lewis Morgan was down south last year. Uh, you know, so... so the, the obvious market for, for Rangers Celtic players to go to is there and I'm not sure if any if they can get moved to, to any other countries can afford their, their salaries so that's an issue and you may well find that Alexis Scott Sinclair and others will be here for the whole the whole season and yep. Rangers is exactly the same they lost their whole defence Hugh last yeah. year the whole defence their best back four you know, Benkovic and Boyata Tierney and Lustig They've brought in players But they still need another right back You've seen that and I think that means Anthony Ralston's not going to be A second choice Need another left back I think they need another centre back as well So there is a bit of time There's a bit of work to be done I think I said on Saturday When we were looking at the Predictions for the league I think that The fact the window's closed in England Is an advantage for Celtic now Because there'll be players Who are not registered in the 25 For the, for the English Premiership who are just not going to play They can't play So the, the clubs down south Might be a bit more amenable To a loan or a transfer mm. uh, Laurie's and Denison Laurie give us your verdict On what's gone on in the, in the last day or two And where Celtic go from here Well good evening uh, Panel uh, Good evening to the Venerable Hugh And to <laughs> Fraser Like myself This Venerable mean uh, clapped out Laurie <laughs> He's been called worse I'll tell you that Laurie <laughs> <laughs> Good evening also uh, and always a pleasure to speak to Fraser like myself, a staunch and ardent trade unionist. Good evening, comrade. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Guys, I'll tell you my, my thoughts on the Kieran Tierney, uh, Tierney subject. First and foremost, I wish him nothing uh, but the best. I, I hope everything works out uh, for him. I, I'm naturally disappointed as a Celtic fan about his departure. In fact, I think I raised a wee bit of kind of controversy uh, and a few eyebrows at two or three weeks ago when I had said that uh, in my 64 years of age he was the best Celtic left-back I'd ever saw. I, and I think there were a few people uh, on Twitter unhappy uh, with my, my verdict. However, that was my opinion. Everyone's entitled to an opinion. So I do regret his passing. But the main reason I'm phoning tonight is in response to a lady who'd phoned last night who was highly critical of Celtic for issuing a statement that uh, they had uh, did everything in their power to keep Kieran Tierney and ultimately 
it was Kieran Tierney's decision to leave. That is true. I I don't blame Kieran for a second for wishing to strut his stuff in a bigger stage. I think he achieved nothing that he possibly could up here been an integral part of a team that won three consecutive uh, trebles. But Celtic issued a statement last night stating that they didn't, did everything in their power to keep Kieran Tierney. They did not attempt to coerce or persuade uh, him to, to move elsewhere. By contrast, I listened to Stephen Gerrard last week. I, and I don't know if Rangers are cashed up. My suspicion is perhaps that they are. But by contrast and by comparison, he was openly touting uh, prospective buyers uh, to make a bid uh, for Alfredo uh, Morelos. It was reminiscent of the old uh, Badfinger song of the 70s. If, if you want to hear it, it's come and get it. Well, I think he was just asking the player to make his, his feelings clear, was he not, Laurie? Sorry? Was it not about asking the, the player to make his feelings clear and, well, and just trying to clear up? a different uh, interpretation for myself, Gordon. I saw it. Perhaps I've been cynical I, I, think, he I was, think Laurie he, he, With regard to Kieran Tierney I think the statement was unnecessary As I said If Kieran Tierney wanted to leave Celtic Does that make him a bad person? He came through the academy He won eight League and Cup medals with Celtic He gave the club everything He was the supporter in the jersey And then There came A point where Celtic received record-breaking money Something unheard of in Scottish football And something that I dare say Fraser and myself and Laurie Thought would never happen A a kid from Lanarkshire Going for £25 million So anyone who is critical of Kieran Tierney I repeat, is out of order uh, great stuff, thank you very much Laurie and Dennis And we're going to have to leave it there We're late for the travel already Don't forget we've got Friday night football What a week it's been for Partick Thistle And St Mirren fans got a bit of signing news for you coming next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors The league leader for compensation Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Evans and Fraser Wishart are here Get your calls in or send us a tweet At Clyde SSB Big weekend of football coming up But I must admit most of the calls have been looking back so far As you can understand A big night for Rangers last night Very impressive in Denmark uh, Aberdeen couldn't quite be as impressive Hopefully they can get over the line next week And of course Kieran Tierney And the ramifications of his move uh, Still lingering on in this part of the world Let's go straight back to it And speak to Scott in Barmulloch Scott's a Celtic fan um, Scott I must say In fact I think every Celtic caller we've had on Since yesterday has been sort of Well done Kieran Tierney We understand the move Twitter's a bit different sometimes What what camp are you in? Um. He's 22 year old. In my opinion, he could have stayed another two years. He'd have gained valuable experience again playing in Europe. And he could have left the club. In my opinion, he could have left the club as a legend. In my opinion, just now, and I know who's going to shoot me in the foot here, probably. Yes, I am. He's left, <laughs> he's, he's, he's left the club as a vet. He's 22 year old. He's accomplished nothing in life. He's 22 year old. He's played in a successful Celtic team. He's left the club as a very good player. Moving on to go elsewhere, same as Charlie Nicholas did when he was 21, and look where that ended for Charlie. His career didn't go the way it should have. All I'm saying is, I'm disappointed in the club he left for. This is my opinion. I'm disappointed in the size of the club he left for. A club that's won nothing really in the last 20 years. I thought 
in my opinion, he's went to the wrong club and he's went far too quickly. I would have said if he'd have gave it another season, even if he gave it another season, and then left, fair enough. I just think that he's went far too quickly into the wrong club. That club's still in transitional, still in a transitional phase and has been since uh, Weng- Wenger left. And they don't seem to be any closer to getting out of that going by last season. Now, it's quite fitting that Kieran Tierney has went to Arsenal, who won't be playing in the Champions League this season, and Celtic have a good opportunity of playing in it. Can I pick, That's my point. I just think it's the wrong club. Can I pick my way through what you've said there? Um, first of all, football players of Kieran Tierney's calibre can't put their lives on hold because supporters want 10 in a row. They have to consider that their careers could be ended by injury. Celtic might not get nine in a row. The club, if they don't get nine in a row, might enter a period of turmoil. So Kieran Tierney can't say, I'll write off the next two years in case Celtic get ten in a row. Why not, sure? Ask me a question, why not? Because he's a professional. Hold on a second, you've made your case. professionalism here, sure. You've made your case. It's got everything to do with professionalism. He's a professional footballer. It's got nothing to do with anything else. Now let me pick my way through this. Aye, that's right. So, let me pick my way through this. In the first case, he can't put two years of his life on hold. In the second place, you say he has accomplished nothing. Well, the treble treble, uh, I think, history, history making as it was, I think that's achieving something. And also... If his career finished today, then sure, that would be a great, that'd be a great career for him. And also... Is that what you're saying? It wouldn't be too bad. Scott is better than a lot you, of players I'm, achieve. I'm, I'm just picking you up on saying that Everybody's he had... Everybody's made him out with this great player. He's a, in the big just, scale of things, he was part of a team that won a treble. No, he didn't win it individually, single-handedly. And a matter of fact, for last season, he hardly played in the team. Do you know the one thing... Do you know the one thing you don't get, Scott? You don't get that there's a big world out there and it stretches far beyond the Scottish borders... And it stretches far beyond nine in a row or ten in a row. There's a big world out there, and that world may not end at Arsenal for Kieran Tierney. So he's gone to explore the big wide world, and he has accomplished things in his life, and he has left behind a legacy at Celtic Park, and he has left behind twenty five million pounds that Celtic can reinvest in whole or in part on improving the side. So Kieran Tierney, for me. Goes with a clear conscience Having achieved a great deal at Celtic Scott, who should he have gone to? If it wasn't Arsenal, who should he have gone to? In my opinion uh-huh. I thought he should have held out And went abroad but what, what Because what, what every, every player that's went abroad For Scotland has come back a far better player Paul Lambert, Mo Johnson, guys like that Even soon as when he went to Italy Came back a better player as well In my opinion, it was the wrong team He might, he might do that He's the top, like, top six in, 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 in England You can't turn that down And you know something Scott In two years time Who knows Where Kieran Tierney would have, would have been If he'd stayed at Celtic yeah. You know and, and those offers might go Because if he turned down A move to a top six club They might say oh, He's not interested He just wants to stay at Celtic If Celtic Arsenal would have gone There might not be another option there And sometimes in life You've got to grab the opportunity And I can't believe Some Celtic supporters Only a few Are, are actually being negative About going to One of the six biggest clubs In the biggest league In, in the world And uh, never mind The financial side to test himself, yeah, prove himself, I'm, I'm and stretch himself, Scott. He's won nothing. 
Sorry, I'm only critical because you went to a team that's done nothing in the last 20 years. Oh, you say that. Just to be accurate, Scott, you're not a million miles off, but they won the English Premier League 2004, so not quite 20 years. I think they've won the FA Cup, is it three times out the last six or something along those lines? So I get where you're coming from, Scott, just not completely accurate. And he's not, they're not qualified for the Champions League in four years or three years or four years. Yeah, but Scott, you've so also got it down. Scott, it. just to be fair, you've also got it as an absolute given that, that Celtic make the Champions League this year. I'm, I've not got it as a given I'm just saying we could end up in the same competition I think Scott I'm afraid the, the main problem you have Is that you cannot see the bigger picture You cannot see that he's gone to A much bigger league than the one he plays in That Arsenal might not be his final destination Like Andy Robertson There might be other places to go And I'm afraid you're entirely Sucked into the narrow-minded world of the west of Scotland And you refuse to acknowledge the existence Of a big white world out there Right, we're going to have to leave it there But Scott, we can do that again sometime So give us a call back anytime you fancy The reason they need to move on Is because we've got Friday night football And what a week it's been for Partick Thistle Gary Caldwell says it's business as usual uh, For him and his Partick Thistle players Now remember, lottery winner Colin Weir's withdrawn his financial support He's ended the current hopes As it stands of a new training ground There's concerns about potential Potential new owners Caldwell He's not worried about The future There's also been stories This week of course About the, the team bus Is no more To save a bit of money Just for the next couple of weeks um, The manager's gone as far As to say That might actually Help his players None of them were affected by it None of it Affected the performance We Or I try to Develop players Who can be responsible And be accountable And the fact they had to Drive to a game Shouldn't affect their performance And I don't think it did we actually decided as a squad to drive to the Betfred games in our cars because it allowed people to get home earlier rather than coming back to the stadium and different things. So uh, that has, has not been a, a major factor in, in affecting the players in terms of preparation. Go out and perform for this football club. I think sometimes in football we, we do too much for players as well. I think we give them everything, we spoon-feed them everything and I think that can lead to players who aren't accountable, aren't responsible uh, so if they have this little thing to deal with For a short period of time Then, then it might be a good thing for them And football's magic Hugh Keevans Because this mm. stuff will all fade into the background If they go out there tonight in Maryhill And batter Dundee United But on the other hand It will get <laughs> amplified if they get turned over Well you don't want Dundee United right now You don't want Lauren Shankland With his four goals from last weekend Coming to your place I applaud Gary Caldwell For trying to make the best of a bad job there Because he has been left In a horrible position when Colin Weir went, there was no guarantee that the takeover, the proposed takeover, would ever take place. Therefore, Patrick Thistle are now in a precarious situation where they just don't know what the future holds. And I think when cost-cutting does take in the form of taking away the team coach, there's a concern there for me. And when the proposed Youth Academy, building and pitches have all been taken away because Colin Weir has withdrawn the funding for it. That's a sorry state of affairs as well. So I wish Patrick Thistle the best tonight, but I just feel that at the moment the club is in limbo and that's not in football a happy place to be. I think it's difficult to judge... What's uh, what's going on in the background? Um, but clearly, you know, there's been it's been public knowledge that there is interest from a, a, a consortium to take over, and you, and you kind of wonder 
is that why there's been a wee bit of cost cutting in the short terms that they paved the way I think it's maybe why the, the, the board came back in uh, the Weirs wasn't really a surprise because Jackie Lowe who was the previous chair was uh, was, was their PR advisor and was a close friend of theirs so I think when Jackie left there was always this chance so difficult to read what's going on behind the scenes Gary's right the players aren't bothered I mean it's nice to go on a bus and I think it looks a wee bit better but it's not going to affect the players on the field of play. You know, they get there in plenty of time, they warm up and they get on with the game and they can't use that as, as an excuse at all. Well, so Partick Thistle against Dundee United tonight, kicking off in the not-too-distant future, five past seven. We've got a big kick-off of our own before then, though. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. The pundit time Your chance to come on here Win yourself a signed ball But only If you've got superior football knowledge And get one over on Hugh Keevans Or Fraser Wishart If you fancy it tonight You need to give us a call Before the news at 7 So be quick It's 0141 951 1025 Give us a call right now 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Bury at breakfast With the Scottish Get all the latest football news And opinion Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, the form team for compensation for more than 40 years. Talk to Thompson's.com. It's Hugh Keevans and Fraser Wishart here with me, Gordon Duncan, on Friday night. We've got Friday night football in, I was going to say the rain, but I think it might even have dried up. It's been a horrendous day, uh, but the teams are coming out the tunnel at the Energy Check Stadium at Fur Hill. It's Partick Thistle against Dundee United. Forgive me, I teased you, St Mirren fans, uh, with your signing news and I forgot to deliver it. So, Kyle McAllister, uh, I know that's a popular one he has returned to the club on a permanent deal this time from Derby County he was there on loan of course last season keep the calls coming in we'll have a bit of fun with this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football yes Beat the Pundit time what a way to get into the weekend with a potential bragging right over Hugh Evans or Fraser Wishart and a signed ball on its way to you that's what's in store for Andrew from Calm Time how are you Andrew? Yeah, not bad And you'll be on a high of course Andrew Rangers fan You must have been delighted With what you saw last night Yeah it was a great result Really happy Can you take inspiration From your team though And get a victory of your own We will find out Hedger up against Hugh Keevans Tails It is Fraser Wishart And it is It's Tails It's Fraser Against Andrew So let me Give Fraser some Clyde too Make sure he can't hear us And we'll get the clock up And running Andrew 30 seconds on the clock Head to head with Fraser You can pass Here is your chance To beat the pundit Are you ready? Yeah, go Right, let's do it Who scored Rangers' fourth goal last night? Uh, Which two teams face each other tonight in the Scottish Championship? Uh, pass After leaving Dundee in 2016 Who's returned to the club on a free transfer? Pass Wigan have confirmed the signing of which Scottish international defender? Pass. Where did Rangers new signing Brandon Barker play on loan last season? Um, Take your time and guess one Norwich Okay uh, Right let's bring Fraser Wishart back Fraser can you hear us? I can hear you Great Great clear. Same set of questions to you You ready? Yes Okay let's do it Who scored Rangers fourth goal last night? Uh, Arfield Which two teams face each other tonight in the Scottish Championship? Party of this one, Dundee United After leaving Dundee in 2016, who has returned to the club on a free transfer? Kane Hemmings 
Wigan have confirmed the signing of which Scottish international? Charlie Mulgrew. Where did Rangers' new signing Brandon Barker play on loan last season? Hibernian. St Mirren have re-signed Kyle McAllister from which English club? Derby County. Uh, which team did Henrik Larsson play with immediately after leaving Celtic? Barcelona. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew. Well and truly beaten. <laughs> did, <laughs> that was pretty bad. Did we just did we just witness some stage fright? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think, we might, I think the <laughs> pressure got to. I know, I know. I could sense it, Andrew. Especially the first one. You would have been jumping off your couch last night when Scott Arfield scored the fourth for Rangers. You just couldn't quite remember it. So Fraser goes one 0 in front. Um, fair enough. I, mean, I feel. I feel like I should dock Fraser the next one because we've got three massive televisions in the studio with Partick Thistle and Dundee United on them. Having said that, Andrew, I did just mention it. You didn't hear it. Partick Thistle against Dundee United. So Fraser goes two in front. After leaving Dundee in 2016, Kane Hemmings has returned. It's 3-0 in front. Uh, you're starting to spot a bit of a pattern here, Andrew. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make for great reading. Uh, Wigan have confirmed the signing of Charlie Mulgrew, 5-0. Uh, even had time to make four a nil. stupid mistake. Was it four? Sorry. Even had time to make a stupid mistake, Fraser, because Brandon Barker last season Preston. was at Preston. So you got that one wrong. And St Mirren have re-signed Kyle McAllister from Derby You even got Barcelona as well Henrik Larsson Which means a 6 for Fraser And Andrew a 0 for you Unlucky Andrew Oh dear The good thing is All all I've called you is Andrew So no one will know who you are You can get away with that Yeah yeah, Thanks for that <laughs> That was, that, that was Andrew Doris from Carntine So if you're listening <laughs> Slag him over the weekend uh, Anyway Give it another bash sometime Andrew You'll be over the nerves um, We're just glad that Fraser Wishart Kept the sign ball In the building <laughs> I'm just thinking Philip Coco uh, At Derby Must have thought Well we've got Wayne Rooney in now We can let Kyle McAllister oh, go. go Yes understand. And St Mirren's gain Yeah Great signing For St Mirren He was brilliant last year In the last half of the season He was the one guy Who looks like going to create mm-hmm. something And uh, saw St Mirren at the weekend Playing really well Well organised Sure got a point Good signs for St Mirren But they need a wee bit uh, In the, the attacking field of the play So he'll, he'll be a good signing Yeah uh, we're going to have Tony Fitzpatrick in the studio Tomorrow afternoon ah, good, um, good. It'd be interesting to tell him Which one of you lot Or how many of you lot Tipped St Mirren to go down uh-huh. um, and, and, and this was of course Before they played ever so well At Easter Road And before they made a few new signings So I wonder if there's a few regretting Signed me for some month, Tony He's to blame He's to blame right, I'll pull him up for that one as well 30 years ago 30 I'll pull him up for that one How as well How many? 30 1989 300,000 yeah. Wow Right 0141-951-1025 That is the number you need on the phones Twitter is at Clyde SSB Gary's a Celtic fan in Shettleston Hi Gary Hiya What's your point tonight Gary? I just uh, I just think the Rangers fans are getting ahead of themselves. First of all, I want I want to say well done to Rangers just going four goals away from him. But at the end of the day, they're not, they're not playing anybody. They're playing second, third and fourth team uh, teams in leagues. So they're for Denmark and other countries. And they're, they're running about uh, a brilliant, brilliant what a result for them now that. Gary, since when did our teams automatically swat sides away from countries like Denmark? Michelin are second in the Danish league. Copenhagen are first. I think they're three points behind them. Yeah, I'm not saying they're Europe's elite, but but that's that's where we're at. That's that's they won the Danish Cup last year. You know that that's where our teams are at. That if we can beat those sides convincingly over there, that is a good result. That's a, that's a good result, but not great teams. Well, did your mother uh, never tell you? Uh, they'd be something like St. Johnson. No, they're not. No, they're not, Gary. 
Listen, come on. Did your mother never tell you that if you can't think of anything nice to say about somebody, don't say anything <laughs> at all? I mean, you know, you come over as petty, you know. And I would say this to a Rangers fan: if you come on and said, "Oh, Celtic conclusion," you know, one each, it was, you know, it comes across as petty. You know, just be happy that your own team have gone five European ties so far and not lost any of them. Uh, and in all probability we'll enjoy a good night on Tuesday against Cluj and we'll then have the, the shootout, if you like, for the, the Champions League group stages. You're coming across as petty. Gary, I, I love our league more than any other and I would always try and stick up for it, but you don't really think that Mitchell under the same level as St. Johnson, do you? Maybe four away, yeah. Fraser? No. Better. They, they, listen, Gary, they've been up the top of, uh, of, of of Danish football for six, seven years and won the title a couple of times as well maybe because they're not one of the, the big, big names traditionally in, in, in Europe Europe's changed you know, Celtic have found that to their cost in, in recent years as well and Aye. it's, it's difficult, difficult. Athens, and the team has played through the week they won the remaining league the main the main would probably beat Scotland so, so it's all these things, isn't it? So, but hold on, so uh, so Kluge are a, a, a very good European side But Mitchell and their St Johnson level, yeah? Aye, well Kluge, Kluge, Kluge well, the main has always been a great football nation A, so, a, a well, great football nation, I'm not sure about that Surely but, um, Gary, Gary Hugh <laughs> Hugh No, I, I'm afraid uh, this would apply to Celtic and Rangers supporters If you can't think of something nice Don't make yourself sound daft by coming on and saying that they're the equivalent of St Johnstone and this and that. Rangers are building up a very tidy squad. Celtic already have a very tidy squad and a fortune in the bank if they want to make it even tidier. So don't come on and be as complacent as you are that Rangers amount to nothing and you know. therefore by definition Celtic will do this, that and the next thing. You're coming across as petty. Clutching at straws I think a wee bit Gary there Just to try to find Something negative Right to Gary they two, are, they two are ganging up On you Who says you're petty Defend yourself Oh I'm, I'm not even, I'm not even petty If you live in the streets Of Glasgow And the Rangers <laughs> fans Are thinking they're doing Brilliant beating these Minnow teams As I'll call them So it is So now they're going From St Johnston And say the teams That we're playing Clues and all that Are rotten Well I'm going to Defend myself Okay, fair enough. I, I kind of see the thinking. Uh, to tell you what, Gary, hang where you are and give us your thoughts on tomorrow's game. You can be the first man uh, to do so because Motherwell boss Stephen Robinson um, has been talking to us ahead of that game at Fir Park. He says big games are what helps bring players to the club. They, of course, host Celtic in the lunchtime kickoff tomorrow. Robinson says they're all relishing uh, the chance to come and play in that one. Just before we hear from him, Gary, how do you see tomorrow going? I can see, I see it been a wee, I can see it been a tough game. I'm sorry, Kobana. Two, two, nine, three, nine. Um, I mean, is that what makes it so difficult? Just the away from home. Does that change the dynamic? Aye. I'm nervous. Mm, okay, uh, let's try and hear from Motherwell boss Stephen Robinson. You know what, what I always find is helpful if I can actually find um, the the piece of the interview that I'm looking for. So you two could quite happily you, just you could, take you could over do and do your Stephen Robinson impersonation. Oh, you don't have one. No right. way. How about you now? <laughs> nah, that's poor. Here he is. Here's the man himself. That's the, the, 
the selling point for Motherwell. You know, we we bring boys up. You know, if you use Sherwin as an example, Jermaine as an example. You know, you're going to play on TV. You're going to play against Celtic with full houses and big crowds. Um, a fantastic occasion. So you don't probably get that quite as often in League One and League Two. Um, you may be on TV once a year. So it is a selling point for the Scottish leagues, and you know, obviously a chance for people to to show how good they are, how how much they've developed, and Motherwell's always a platform for players to to show how good they are, and and obviously help us along the way. I mean he's been injured anyway But it is of course Celtic's first game It's life after Kieran Tierney If you like uh, Robinson says That deal is actually good For the whole And deals like it Are good for the whole Of Scottish football I think we, we have to recognise That you know we don't get the credit For the game up here um, Usually from people and, and press people That have probably seen One game in 10 years You know the quality Is massively improved You know there's a lot Of top managers here Tactically very aware You know the crowds Are getting bigger Stadiums are, are full and, uh, You know on, on the majority Of weeks So I think we're getting Value for players there's a lot more players out there that people will be interested in and, and it's about time the Scottish game got the credit it deserved Well we st- started tonight by saying that you have to applaud Kieran Tierney unreservedly for going from academy to £25 million signing you have to applaud Rangers unreservedly for scoring four goals away from home in Europe so I, I don't accept Stephen Robinson's criticism that this is media driven and that we are talking down the game. I mean, if you'd only been to one game in 10 years, I don't think you'd be keeping your job in the media. So, he does a great job for Motherwell. I'm always praising Stephen Robinson. I think he's been a wonderful choice as manager for the club. And it will be outstanding entertainment tomorrow, I have absolutely no doubt. What do you think of that tomorrow, Fraser? There was a lot of uh, pre-season hype about Motherwell, given some of the signings and the way they went about their business in the Betfred Cup. Maybe didn't quite Translate to the performance at Livingston, which, in fairness, c- can be a difficult place to go. And then you get you get the test, you get the champions coming to your home patch. Yeah, but it'll be exciting, and the pitch is brilliant. It's for part of these days as well. A bit of rain on top of it, so it'll be it'll be sleek. I, I think we're in for a, a terrific game of football. People I know from Motherwell who were at the game last weekend said it was poor. Said the performance wasn't great. The pitch was a bit sticky. So um, they've got guys who like to run with the ball. Lad Hilton, who's played in the wide in the wide areas. Um, you know, I, I like James Scott up front as well. They've, they've got some good players in there around there, but this is the test. You know, Mother will have they improved from 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 last season to test against Celtic. I, I think Celtic will win it by by the odd goal. It'll be a difficult one for, for Celtic coming off the back of a, a journey to to Romania, but uh, I think they'll have enough to. To just get it by the odd goal But I think Mother will score a goal as well So it'll be a close Exciting game tomorrow. I mean Hugh It looks like Mikey Johnson Won't make that game El Hamed We'll see how he comes through from, from the other night But as we touched on At the top of the show You might not have Mikey Johnson But you can play Scott Sinclair Quite easily You can bring Marion Shved in You yeah. can do a, a whole host of things When you've got the, yeah. the squad So I'm not sure That will be any great comfort To Stephen Robinson If uh, El Hamed doesn't make it Then Ayer can play right back And that would mean You'd have to get by With a £7 million centre hand Julian playing beside Simonovic uh, But It will be a very good game I don't think Celtic Will get the chance to play the expansive football That they did against St Johnston last weekend Scoring seven goals And Neil Lennon saying it was the perfect display I know also that Neil Lennon's not happy The midday kickoff, The lack of recovery time from the game against Cluj However There's nothing that he or anyone else can do about this Television writes the checks And if they say it starts at 12 It starts at 12 And it just highlights the frantic nature Of the opening to the season Fraser Because I still think Regardless of whether Mother will finish in the bottom six It still goes down as a You know A, a perceived difficult place 
yeah. to go And all of a sudden You know Celtic start the season Brilliantly Do pretty well in Europe and, But but it, it's straight back to it And because it's so early It's got that um, Sort of must win feel about it We know eventually It'll settle down And Celtic and Rangers Will probably drop points But at the moment it, It's sort of you know Who blinks first Yeah Managers and, uh, and, and Players and coaches All complain about The, the kickoff times But uh, in, in England It's exactly the same Of course they'll get more money In England And if they want to complain Go up the stairs And knock on the chief exec Or the chairman's door Because they're the ones That agree Agree the deals uh, it is what it is And we've, we've got a better deal now or Coming up in, in terms of Money for Scottish football So As Hugh says You know if you're going to accept The checks from the TV companies Then then you have to be flexible to In terms of kickoff teams Not ideal for them But in, in recent years Going to Fir Park Has been difficult for, for Celtic And I, I think Was it last year There's a couple of draws At Fir Park But certainly In recent years Motherwell made a good fist of it But I, I look at Celtic And I think in general, they're in a quite a good place. You know, Griffith's coming back. All the players are looking sharp. Christie's looking just a fantastic footballer. McGregor again has started the season on, on fire. Once they get one or two more recruits in, they're going to be they're going to be a stronger, stronger team. And that's why I tipped them to, to win the league uh, because I think they'll bring in one or two mm. more players. But um, great. I mean, fair parts, but you, you you go there often. I played there for many many years. When the old firm come to town, it's a brilliant ground to, to play in. And as well. the pitch and the is so great pitches. as well at the moment. So And the pitch is a, you're a yard away from the supporters as well on that far mm. side. So, so a great occasion tomorrow. Right, we're going to speak to Charlie in Airdrie next. Just to keep you up to speed, 13 minutes gone at the Energy Check Stadium at Fir Hill. It's Partick Thistle nil. Dundee United, nil. very open game. A lot of fouls. Willie Collum has been quite busy uh, early on. As, uh, Some tasty uh, challenges, yeah, eh? Yeah, they're flying in. Willie Collum just yeah, keeping yeah. a... A lid on things So you've not missed much in that one We're going to speak to Charlie and Airdrie next And we've got a good full time teaser for you I think you'll I think some of you will nail this quite quickly We'll get the question up and running next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Getting you full compensation is their goal Talk to Thompson's.com Hugh Keevans and Fraser Wishart are here It is Partick Thistle nil Dundee United nil with 18 and a half minutes on the clock Charlie and Airdrie is on standby Let's quickly get tonight's full time teaser up and running uh, Topical Certainly in terms of the, the timing Because the English Premier League gets back underway This weekend So we thought we'd give you a question along those lines Tony Higgins has sent the question in to us It's full time at Clyde1.com by the way If you want to send a question in Full time at Clyde1.com Very simple question I don't know I don't know if the answers are simple But it's a simple <laughs> question can you name the top 10 English Premier League goal scorers of all time? Alan Shearer. He is in first place. If you do them in order, I'll be even more impressed. Wayne Rooney. <laughs> That's first and second. Oof. Thierry Henry. Mm-hmm. He's not third. He's no. not third. I'm afraid. Sorry. Teddy Sheringham. No Okay And with the first wrong answer I will leave it there You can play along with us On Twitter at Clyde SSB Let's see if you can get the answers Before these two The top 10 English Premier League Goal scorers of all time Alan Shearer Wayne Rooney Thierry Henry Charlie and Airdrie What's your point? Uh, hey Jane, Nothing alright Yeah good thanks uh, What well, I was today with the game last night um, The Rangers game mm-hmm. um, I, I, miss, I was over the moon With the result But the thing is, we went three goals up, right? And uh, especially playing in Europe, three goals up. My opinion was, after we went three goals up, I think Jared <coughs> should have shut up shop, said to himself, I've got the game one, uh, just play the game out. But he continued to do the exact same thing. Uh, and then the next minute, they get two goals, two quick goals. Uh, 
Athlone was going in the last season and the league when we had games won <coughs> and they let teams back in again because they kept on saying, playing the same thing again no shot in the shop up uh, we recommended it last night 3 nothing. that had done me but I kind of went the other way we kind of ended up mm. kind of way there and winning the had had the game won and the next minute had the game lost yeah, but so yeah. I was very is, disappointed is that not a is that not a good thing though, Charlie? Because you've just said you felt like last season that you, you wouldn't have gone on to win it. You, you, you got a fourth goal, so you, you were you were desperate for this three goal advantage. You come away with a two goal advantage. Surely that's that's not the end of the world. Ah, well, the fourth four goal, we got the fourth goal. We might have not got that. That's what I'm saying. We let them back in yeah, again. And once we got these three goals, we should have said that's it. The game's won. We should have shut up shop uh, Charlie this is a This is a glass half empty uh, Approach uh, that even Hugh Keevans Would be th- proud of This is an unnecessarily Negative look at life Charlie's saying This could have happened And that could have happened Didn't Rangers went on And scored the fourth goal They're in a Fantastic position For the return leg At Ibrox on Thursday uh, And at the weekend All I heard about Was Rangers show of character And resilience It wouldn't have been like that Last season Well why not praise them again? Because at 3-2, their character and resilience once again called into question and they got a fourth goal. And this Scottish team scoring four goals away from home is borderline remarkable. So uh, I think you've been deliberately and unnecessarily negative. Well, as I say, the thing is, I, I, think, I was thinking back to last season when we played in the league. And everybody was saying that Gerard was a rookie manager, right? And some of the decisions he was making wasn't too hot. And some of the when we were winning, as I say, when we were winning games, he wasn't even prepared to change the tactics. He just kept playing the way he was playing, and that felt as if he was doing the exact same last night. Yeah, but that then got that you the fourth been... goal, Charlie. I know, but what I'm trying to say could have went the other way. When they scored they quick two goals, we're still plenty of time to go. It wasn't as if they scored two goals and there was the time was nearly up. Mm. It was about another fifteen, twenty minutes to go. They could have scored another couple of goals and we could have made them away there and beat. If a member of the media <laughs> if any member of the media talked the way you are talking just now, we would be slaughtered for talking down the Scottish game, for always looking for the dark side. And you've done nothing but look for the dark side after a your team score four goals away from home in Europe and place themselves in a terrific position. It must be a worrying time when Hugh Keevan says you're looking <laughs> you're for looking the dark <laughs> side. Anyway, <laughs> someone who's looking on the bright side is Stephen Saunders, the Partick Thistle defender, leaps highest at the back post. Always has had a great leap, Stephen Saunders, and he nods the ball down into the back of the net from across. And it's Partick Thistle 1, Dundee United 0. There we go. Team what? buses, financial unrest. Who cares you when you win what? football games? I was just games. about to say to you, Gordon, the thing that impressed me there was when Thistle scored... The reaction to the goal Every player is in on the celebration That that talks to me about togetherness Within the dressing room Sometimes you get that When there's negative stories around And Gary Cole will be saying to his players Listen, forget all that Get Mm. together here Forget about buses Forget about finances Forget about ownership Just got on with the football And uh, they've got a decent squad Squad Thistle So uh, good good start to the game It's been a really good game to watch Plenty of tempo Plenty of goal mouth action But uh, lovely goals you said uh, God lovely cross the back post and a, and a header from Saunders Who's brave there And getting, getting there to score There we go Partick Thistle fans That will be music to your ears I'm sure Partick Thistle 1 Dundee United nil. 24 minutes gone Stephen Saunders with the goal In that one Just quickly I'll take one more guess each On oh. the teaser 
Uh, Andy Cole. Yep, Fraser. Uh, Van Nistelrooy. No. So you've got four uh, of the ten. We'll speak to Tam and Clyde Bank very soon. Let's check in with some more managers ahead of tomorrow's action. Jim Goodwin says he's feeling much better about his squad after adding Kyle McAllister and Callum Waters today. Uh, both players straight into Sunday's squad for the game against Aberdeen. And Goodwin's excited to see what they can offer. We're delighted, obviously, to finally add a, a left back in Callum Waters uh, on loan from Kilmarnock. And obviously, Kyle McAllister has, has come back as well. So it's been a lot of hard work over the last few weeks behind the scenes. You know, Tony and Gus and myself have been. Um, Trying to get people in as, as quick as we could And I'm, I'm absolutely delighted now to get those two into the building You know, I think the squad looks a lot healthier now There's no doubt about it um, You know, we done well last weekend uh, Away to Hibs um, But albeit we didn't have a, a natural left back And we've had to play Paul McGinn out of position And young Cammy McPherson came in and done great at right back But it's nice now to look forward to the weekend knowing that we've got a bit more balance in the team having a more natural left back in Callum and obviously um, with Kyle McAllister you know everybody knows what, what Kyle adds to it um, you know technically fantastic you know very creative and, and um, you know crowd pleaser as well you know the, the fans here know what he's capable of and it's up to me now to get the best out of him St Mirren fans how are you feeling now compared to say 7 days ago 10 days ago Come on the phone and tell us 01419511025 Your manager thinks things are looking up Do you agree? Fraser, I, I guess I think most of them probably will Yeah oh, Seven days ago I think St Mill's supporters were, were thinking the worst I thought they played really well last weekend And you know, looking at who they've signed They've signed about eight players It's not as if they haven't signed anybody you know. And uh, a lot of them are, are now in attacking areas Where I think they need the, the reinforcements It'd be better getting Paul McGinn back to the right hand side To become a key player for them I think it was player of the year Last year And he, he did well at left back But uh, as Jim says Getting the balance there He knows Callum Waters From his time He was on loan to Alloa For a wee spell as well So Beginning to look In, in, the, in the attacking third They've got more options I like to look at Sitman last week I think they'll be okay this year uh, Big test I suppose On Sunday Hugh mm. um, in, At this stage You're always looking to see If there's a European hangover and, and can you take advantage of it That will be the hope When they take on Aberdeen Well Aberdeen Talk about hot and cold Wonderful game against Hearts last uh, Sunday uh, 3-2, 5 goal thriller And uh, everyone talking about Sam Cosgrove And uh, the signings that Derek McInnes has made uh, for Aberdeen And of course about Scott McKenna at the back And how impressive he is And then it all goes pear-shaped in Croatia So you'd still say And I know that Jim Goodwin is an avid listener to this programme You would still say that Aberdeen are the favourites to win at Paisley on Sunday. But, like Oran Kearney before him, Jim Goodwin has held his nerve and everyone has told him that too many players have gone, not enough time to get players in, will they hit the ground running and so on and so forth. Fraser saw them last weekend at Easter Road, was very pleased with them and how they played. Uh, so it'll be a terrific game and if I say Aberdeen are the favourites... <laughs> Jim is now doing a lap of honour in his living room uh, Fraser, can Aberdeen overturn their European deficit? Yes, I think they can It's going to be difficult That that late goal they lost with only a few minutes to go It would be a real hammer blow But uh, I think Aberdeen this year They look a far more a far more of a threat going forward You know, they, they had Gallagher and Hedges last weekend In, in the wide areas Very, very quick and, and, and aggressive in the wide areas McGinn's in there as well Sam Cosgrove has been an absolute revelation 12 months ago when I saw him I thought Wow, what are you doing? He just didn't look as if he had anything to offer But 
what a goal threat he's become but it's going to be very difficult and the problem being if they lose one goal then it's got to be four you know the away goal is, is a real issue so I still think they can do it they can get a crowd at Pitodri and they can really take the game uh, to 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 um, to in, in early stages then they can do it and it's important we always talk about it already anyway coefficient rankings we're not far off getting up another couple of places as well we need Aberdeen to be supporting the old firm and that, that, that uh, and getting points for the coefficient. Yeah, I mean Derek McKenna spoke last night. Hugh, I think he, you know he was talking about the game going the the way they wanted it to. They felt as if that you know the game plan was working, and then you know give away a penalty and it sort of falls apart from there. But given the attacking threat that they've shown early on this season, they'll fancy their chances of at least you know taking that tie a bit further. Well, you know a two nil a two nil yeah. win, for instance, gives you gives you the chance. Yeah, you Talk yourself into circles here About what might happen But last night In Denmark uh, Rangers opponents Scored two goals In five minutes So that's how quickly It can change So 2-0 is Anything but Insurmountable for Aberdeen If Cosgrove hits form Crowd right behind Aberdeen But first of all They've got to negotiate Paisley On Sunday And it's just One of the matches This weekend That has a very Very enticing look about it Okay, 0141-951-1025 And we're going to speak to Tam and Clyde Bank in just a second Quickly, let's check in on tonight's full-time teaser Now remember, that's when you send the questions into us And we try and see if the pundits can uh, come up with the answer So Tony Higgins sent this one in tonight To fulltime at Clyde1.com Name the top 10 English Premier League goal scorers of all time You've got Alan Shearer, Wayne Rooney, Andy Cole, Thierry Henry Ian Wright Nope hmm. Sergio Aguero Yes ah. He's tucked in there just behind Thierry Henry. Michael Owen. Yes, he's ninth. Brilliant, Hugh. I like that. He's, he's uh, Liverpool pal, Robbie Fowler. Oh, you two are absolutely flying. You've only got three to get, so we'll leave them there uh, and see if you can get them between now and five to eight. Tams and Clyde Bank, what's your point, Tam? Good evening, guys. Hi. Hi, Hi Tam. Uh, but listening to the show tonight, um, regarding all the phone calls, or the, the callers on about Kieran Tierney and other opinions, whatever, and I've got my opinion on that, right? Uh, first and foremost, right for day one, I don't believe that Kieran Tierney specifically wanted to leave Celtic, right? It's like a way, was it a way at the beginning of the last season there, uh, out of the blue, he was awarded a six-year contract and probably made the highest or one of the highest-paid players at Celtic. He never asked for that. There's been no word coming out as well about Kieran Tierney handing in a transfer request or any rumblings about he was unhappy. Right? So what ends up happening is, is that the club realise they've got an asset here. There's bloodhounds down south want them. They award them a six-year contract and make them the highest-paid player because they've got to be able to justify the twenty-five million that they want for them, and then it's down to the club and his advisors and his agent to say, "Look, son, we're flogging you, whether you like it or no." So start getting start getting your head round it. And he's obviously his agent and his dad, etc. People like that start to say to him, "Well, look, you're earning X amount, we sell it." You can earn five times that in England. You'll be a multi-millionaire. It's English Premiership. And they start selling them the idea. But Kieran Tierney was toddling along, happy as Larry at Celtic, with no notion whatsoever he wanted to leave. And, and that's how football works. 
And if you don't believe that, now, Hugh, you know this. As a journalist, you know how it works, right? And listen, just the other, the other day we'd heard that John McGinn has been awarded a five-year deal out of the blue with Aston Villa. Now, he just signed a contract with Aston Villa last season there and Steve Bruce bought him. So why have they ripped that up? Because the blood towns are out and they need to justify the money that they're going to get for them. They bought McGinn for three million and there's rumours now that he's, he's a £50 million player. When that's how, that's how the clubs have came forward. And out of the blue, they just they, they award them this contract and they put them on crazy money because they've got to justify the transfer money that they're asking for. Can I ask you a question so, now? Clear away. Do you think on Super Scoreboard in Toulouse tonight, Celtic are being described as bloodhounds for taking Chris Julian for £7 million? No. It's, listen, that... We've yet to see if he's any good. No, but it's the principle. It's, it's the principle. You're describing clubs who are after good players from Scotland as bloodhounds. They're not bloodhounds. Well, They're well, just trying to strengthen their club in the same way that Celtic strengthened theirs, they hope, by signing Chris Julian from Toulouse for £7 million. Pounds. Toulouse are the world beaters. That's got they're absolutely they're nothing they're no to do with it. You're, you're, you're misunderstanding them. I'm discussing the principle and you calling people bloodhounds. Does that make Celtic bloodhounds? No, they're not the blood. Celtic, no, Celtic are not the bloodhounds. No. Well, but seven million, but, seven million yeah. in the world of, in the I, world of football is crumbs nowadays. Well, not in Scottish football, it's not. He's the second highest player, the second most expensive player in Celtic's 131 year history. So Celtic are not bloodhounds. They are doing what Arsenal are doing. They're looking out for themselves and they're trying to get as many good players as possible. Now, you said that I had watched this for nearly 50 years as a journalist. In my personal opinion, Kieran Tierney was not influenced by his father, by his agent or by anybody else except Kieran Tierney because he had it within his power to say to Celtic, no, I don't want to go to Arsenal, I want to stay here. Now, by the same token, Kieran Tierney could have let his contract run down at Celtic and Celtic would have got nothing for him. As it stands, they've got £25 million in the bank thanks to Kieran Tierney. Yeah, and he signed his new contract, I think, with a view to getting Celtic more money. That's that's what happens in deals. You, you, you do an agreement where your wages go up and in return the, the, the club get the protection of the transfer fee. And if, if Kieran hadn't signed that new contract, he'd be sitting, I, I don't know his personal details, but he, with maybe a year left in his contract, maybe two maximum, which which brings your value down. Once you get to that stage, particularly a year, then you don't get that money. So, so Kieran Tierney, by signing that contract, helped protect the transfer fee. And you're absolutely right, Hugh. I mean, supporters up and down the land they, they get they get they get so annoyed when somebody tries to sign one of their players. Yeah. But right, when they're trying to sign a player mm. from a smaller club as well, yeah. you know, Motherwell, David uh, David Turnbull, then Motherwell then go and sign a player from another club. Then that other club signed from somebody else. You know, so it's the way of the, it's the way of the world. And as I said earlier, the only negative to Kieran Tierney's story is that Celtic won't be able to sign an, another left back as good mm. as him. Tom, thanks for the call. Let's see how these two are doing on the full time teaser. The top ten English goal scorers of all time sent in by Tony Higgins tonight. You've got. Seven, you're flying. You've got Alan Shearer, Wayne Rooney, Andy Cole, Thierry Henry, Sergio Aguero, Robbie Fowler, and Michael Owen with three to get. Let's see if you can get them next. 
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. They play to win every time. Talk to Thompson's.com. Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. The full time whistle for us is not too far away, but Hugh Keevens and Fraser Wishart still here, still going strong, and uh, still enjoying Partick Dundee United, Fraser, where yeah. the hosts lead by a goal to nil. Yeah, but United are, are still in the game as well. It's very, very open. Um, a lot of goalkeepers having had a lot of saves. There's been plenty of action at both ends. Some good crosses going into the box. The pitch is looking very lush with that wee bit of rain on it. So, yeah, for hell for thrills tonight, but Thistle. It'd be a great result for them After this week To be sitting Four points after two games They'd be very happy If they could just hang on to this Did he just describe it As a wee bit of rain Hugh Keevens <laughs> This caused Drama In the Keevens household This morning yes. Fraser Wisher I'll have you know Because This man always Rain, hail or shine Walks for his morning papers But Correct. the rain was so bad You had to get Mrs Keevens To give you a lift I mean I can't imagine The trauma It must have caused you Well she said Well while you're in there Get bread Get milk Get the yeah, I ended up with him Two shopping bags Yeah that's what you get For not driving you, well, I know you've got A big birthday coming up You should learn to drive So just to I, give I, us be a super scoreboard thing Just to give us a, An idea Usually the, the brawlies enough So you, you will usually Walk to the shop in the rain Without doubt. But today was just Too far Beyond the pale mm. So uh, I'm amazed That the sun is shining On Mary Hill And not a drop of rain uh, May it last the entire weekend But I doubt it yeah, well, half, half time is approaching, and that one Partick one, uh, Dundee United nil. You two are almost, de- well, you've destroyed the teaser so far. Let's see if you've got any more during the break. Now, just a, a word of uh, warning to you: if you want to send questions in, we'll take them now. We'll take them anytime to full time at Clyde One dot com. That's the address you need if you want to contribute to the show. So it's the top ten English Premier League goal scorers of all time. That league starts back tonight, of course. Liverpool are playing. Andy Robertson's involved. We always watch out for the, the Scots. So you've got Alan Shearer, Wayne Rooney, Andy Cole, Thierry Henry, Sergio Aguero, Robbie Fowler and Michael Owen. You've only got three to get. Matt Letizia? Nope. Oh, Didier Drogba? Nope. Frank Lampard? Yes. Ah. Okay, we'll leave it there then. Two more and you've got about seven or eight minutes uh, to try and get them. Barry's in Cope Bridge. Hi, Barry. Alright lads, how you doing? Good, Barry. Hi, Barry. I know what. I just want to talk about this uh, situation with Kieran Tierney. Uh, I'm, uh, he's getting a lot of stick, a lot of abuse and stuff like that on social media. Give the boy a, a break. He's he's joining a club. He's he's left, he's left Celtic with twenty five. He's left for twenty five million. She consider that as a great achievement for the club to get that amount of money for him. He's a good player. I wish him all the best, but come on, get on, mate, man. It's it's only it's football. I understand. I understand, Barry, that we are discussing emotion, passion. Call it what you like. Yeah. Uh, but when people say, "Oh, I'd play for Celtic for nothing," then they they they, they have to stop and consider those words. So, in other words, you'd be homeless. <laughs> you'd be malnourished because you shouldn't afford to buy any food. And your family would be destitute To be fair Those And I'm not saying I agree But those who Produce that argument Hugh Are coming more from Well he had enough money At Celtic I don't think they're saying They would expect him To play for nothing Yeah But I think that's More where it comes from My response to that Gordon Would be Rory McIlroy Is loaded But it doesn't Prevent him from entering Tournaments all over the world To earn more money Roger Federer Is Loaded But it doesn't prevent him from 
Trying to win even more money on the tennis circuit. I bet so he doesn't walk in the rain to get his morning no, papers. No, I'll tell you that. He gets somebody to walk in the rain for him. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's also about stretching yourself as a professional player. I mean, Kieran Tierney is is the world's his oyster. He could he could go to the very highest level. And at twenty two, go and give it a best shot. And don't be sitting when you're thirty two, thirty five, and you're retired, and you're sitting. Yeah, I've done this. I've done that. Money in the bank, and I thought I, I didn't test myself, you know, and. And in the end, Kieran Tierney signed a long-term contract, which means Celtic at £25 million. Mm. He could have, as I said earlier, not signed the contract and Celtic would be getting £5 million at the moment. So, And the thing he, is, Fraser, he, he, good he only got, he's only as good as he is at the moment because he spent his whole life testing himself and pushing himself. Yeah, so yeah. You, can't, you can't stop that at 22, can you? so much credit to, to from, from where he's come from and his desire and his ability. And, and he, he he's worked hard. You see, clearly, physically, he is so strong, you know, and... There's still parts of his game he can improve on. He's used to the ball sometimes as well. But my goodness me, he's got a desire and a heart uh, that, that's, that's going to take him even higher. And uh, good luck to, to the lad. It's fantastic all around. Barry, how do you look back then on, on his Celtic career? Do, do, do you remember the early days, the debuts, the, the first appearances under Ronnie Dyla? The cramp would set in after 60, 70 that's minutes. And, you know, and it, it was very much a young work in progress. You've watched him blossom. How do you look back on the journey? I think his, his career's been good. Obviously, and um, he's had a couple of games where he's had the uh, captaincy and stuff like that, and his goals have been absolutely, abs- sorry, uh, brilliant as well. So, I wish the boy all the best, and that's it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, Hugh, we did have one fan of a rival club um, on the phone last night who said, "I'll probably get slaughtered for this." Um, but I'm 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 a bit I'm jealous because that's that's you know that's the way every club would like to see it. You yeah. bring it, you bring someone, th- you know, you talk about kind of football fairy tale or whatever. It maybe didn't have the ending some Celtic yeah. fans wanted, but seven year old joins the club, ball boy on the biggest night against Barcelona, all the stuff with uh, old videos emerging of worshipping Nakamura and then yeah. you know making the debut, winning all the trophies, captain in the side, and then getting the twenty five million. I can't really think of. Any club who would turn their nose up at that? No, not at all. It is the definition of how Celtic want to do their business. Bring them in, sell them on for as much money as you can. However, I don't believe that they coerced Kieran Tierney. I don't believe that Kieran Tierney asked for a transfer. He simply had this opportunity present itself and he took it. And now I think that Celtic should honour Kieran Tierney the Celtic supporter, by reinvesting a large chunk of his transfer fee in making Celtic stronger so that when Kieran Tierney comes back to watch Celtic, he can say, wow, they're still successful without me, even more successful perhaps without me, and I paid for him, and I paid for him, and I paid for him. Uh, thank you very much. That was Barry in Coatbridge. I was a bit unfair on another Scott because Kenny McLean starts for Norwich tonight, so it's not just Andy Robertson. And in an ideal world, Fraser, all of our best players would be playing up here, and our league would be flying, and we'd have loads of money. But I think we can still look with with a bit of pride tonight. Andy Robertson is now truly one of the the world's best yeah, fullbacks yeah, uh, playing tonight up against Kenny McLean. John McGinn's just been given a five-year deal. He's going to be starring in the in the English Premier League. So it all kicks off this weekend, and it's another 
season for us of looking out for them and looking for McTominay and MacArthur and, and and going through the lot of them every week and seeing how they're doing. Terrific, and I think there's probably more playing in the in the Premier League this year as there has been for for, for many a year. And and we always say, oh, we should be keeping them. But the best French players play there and play or play in Spain. You know, the, the, the big two or three countries now attract the best players throughout the world. So we're not the only country where our best players play in a different country. And we should be celebrating that. We talked about it during the break. You know, it, it was it was always like that. Whether it was Kendall Gleish, whether it was Brian McClare, whether it was Davy Hay, Lou McCary, Morris Johnson, all left Celtic down to go down south. All the best players from Scotland played in England and it's getting back to, to, to that stage and we should celebrate it and hopefully it can make mm. the national team better it's still all about our league tomorrow don't you worry we are on air at 11.45 it's, it's a good morning from Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard you don't get too many of them we'll be here Motherwell against Celtic and then a cracking fixture card afterwards looking ahead to the games on Sunday as well so yeah tune in for that one make sure you join us we'll have all the usual uh, fun the first half teaser The second half teaser Various ways for you to get involved um, On the open line as well But One place to finish tonight And it is The full time teaser So the top English Premier League goal scorers Of all time The top 10 As sent in by Tony Higgins You've got 8 You've got Alan Shearer Wayne Rooney Andy Cole Frank Lampard Thierry Henry Sergio Aguero Robbie Fowler And Michael Owen Which means you've only got Two to get Dwight York No mm. oh, no, I'm struggling Steven Gerrard been there He's not I think he's too far off But no he's not in it Hugh Evans, You've gone a bit quiet oh. Always makes me worried It's not something <laughs> They can usually it's accuse not, you it's of It's not the worst thing in the world <laughs> A <laughs> nation fairest. rejoices yeah. Yeah, Struggling Struggling I, knew, I, I peaked too early there yeah. I mean they're both strikers You may think that's obvious But I mean Frank Lampard He managed to squeeze his way in He's not a striker These two very much are They're still playing one of them is One of them is definitely Close to home Close to home As in As in playing in Scotland Down Govan Way <laughs> Oh Jermaine Defoe Jermaine Defoe Oh yeah 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 And the last one I have a famous Footballing surname this guy I can't Forgive me I can't remember the exact relation I think it's his cousin Or something like that Is also with the same surname Very very good career Give me a team Who do you play for? Newcastle Would be his, probably his main team Okay Cole Get Shearer Newcastle Uh huh I think he Beardsley Was he on the coaching staff At QPR Until Spurs as well Sorry he was at Spurs LF I know you like the initials Les Ferdinand Well done Thank you Fraser Wishart And Hugh Keevans We are back tomorrow 11.45 Make sure you join us And GBX Friday is up next Clyde One Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Compensation you deserve When there's been foul play Talk to Thompson's.com